Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our 10th episode of Tales of Tamriel. And we are streaming live for this episode on our Twitch channel. Since this is the launch day, we wanted to do a special episode and decided that it would be fun to stream the Elder Scrolls Online for you guys. Um, hey, and our show's pushing double digits. We're 10 today. 10. Wow. I feel like I should go back to elementary school. Anyway, let me introduce the cast. As always, I am your humble host, Jelos, and with this, with me this evening, I have my beautiful wife, Thais, who is recovering from the, uh, what is it, the Cahitan flu? I think that's what it is. So everyone, she is, she wanted to be here so much, she is suffering from the flu now, but is still on the call. That's a trooper. Thais, I'm going to ask you how you're doing this evening, but since you're sick, how are you doing? <laughs> Could be doing better, but this is exciting. So I, I had to be here, and it's it's launch day, so I'm good. I'm I'm good. Well, you are a trooper, my dear, and we are glad to have you with us. So, also, we have Krabby with us today, who is currently running the stream. So he's on our Twitch TV slash Tales of Tamriel. How are you doing today, Krabby? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm having lots of fun. Excited it's launch day, I see. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right. And finally, um, we have a special guest today, Rode from the TisoCast. Rode, how are you doing? Coming to you live from Tales of Tamriel, it's none other than the Naked Nord. And he's doing <laughs> great. He is naked, and he's naked right now, and that's how we do podcast, and it's a wonderful thing. Awesome thing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it, and this is exciting for us. So, oh, and you know what? I forgot to say hello to everyone in the chat room now that we're live. It's kind of weird that I have to say hello to a chat room, but thank you so much for joining us, especially for our first episode. It's really cool to see that we actually have people on, and... uh interacting with us so feel free to interact with us throughout the uh without the stream and if we catch it we will definitely answer all right let's get on with this episode the game news for this week elder scrolls reaches 20 years old darn i feel old now because it's almost as old as i am <laughs> oh, i'm still older did you guys see the uh artwork that they released this week for the 20th anniversary of elder scrolls you know, I saw I saw the box art for Arena, and there was one very scantily clad female on the cover of that box art that I was kind of surprised was even there. <laughs> you know, actually, if you it, it's kind of interesting, but when the game first released, if you read the Wikipedia and it talks about, they actually had really bad sales at first for Arena, and one of the citations was due to misleading packaging. I wonder what that <laughs> means. <laughs> How about you, Rode? What did did you uh, see the anniversary? Which I guess it was. What was this? March twenty fifth, I think it was. No, I, I actually missed this because I'm a terrible person. I think you're awesome, but it's okay. Um, oh, here we go. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yeah, they that was some of the original. The art that they did was one of the first screens when you first boot up the game and it goes through the well, you know, the welcome, the introduction to the game. That's the castle you see in the background. They kind of updated it. It looks pretty neat. 
That's cool. I just added it to my ever-growing list of backgrounds that go through my screen. So Very nice. All I right. I do, too. I love art, so especially when it's fan art about a game. Moving on, they had an Ask Us Anything AMA recap. I'm not going to go over this because, well, I'm sure everyone has beat it to death while it was there and, of course, when the recap was done. But they did go over the Reddit AMA because that was huge and they recapped it. That is on the official site. Moving on, we also had early access and a launch FAQ. For those of you who may not know, which I don't know why you wouldn't, because if you're listening to us and it's live, you probably know it's head start already, but the, the AMA or the Frequently Asked Questions anyway, gave a lot of times based on where you are in your time zone, what time everything was going to open. Um, game actually launched earlier than they said, which we all assumed. It was, what, 6.20 was what I heard, right? Uh, rough, I, it was around 6.20. I was sitting down about 6.15. It wasn't up yet. And then five minutes later, people were saying they were in the game. Right. right. In, the, uh, in the alarm channel? <laughs> actually, yeah, we had one of those going. Nice, nice. Um, I know I woke up at like 5 because um, I was taking care of my beautiful wife, Thais, over here. I went and got a shower and <clears throat> I joined the Elder Scrolls off the record in their mumble. And by the time I got together, because I had a an interesting issue with my glasses going missing, one of our Khajiit that live in the house decided to steal them and run away. So I'm looking for my glasses for like 20 minutes. I was I was in bed, you know, dying from the flu pain and he's running around the house trying to find his glasses and through my watery itchy crying painful eyes I go, "Babe, they're on the floor next to your desk." <laughs> Pretty much means that without my glasses I am blind. So I feel you, man. I'm the same yeah, way. I'm, I am too. <laughs> We're all a bunch of nerds. A <laughs> bunch Not of nerds. Me. I have 2020 vision. What yeah. a glassless nerd. Glassless nerd. <laughs> all right. Ne- the last piece of news that I wanted to go over, and we'll go over it briefly because we did cover it in the TSO cast, but this is something that was exciting for us was ESO veteran content was released. Um, I guess in reality. I don't know if my poor wife had got a chance to see it because she was she was away and wasn't feeling well. But they, I think I called you on the phone and I was like, they released an article about Adventure Zones. I did this. That's how nerdy I am, and I did go <laughs> over it with her. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna a- gonna ask her some questions and we're gonna kind of figure out what she has to say if she's all right with that. What do you think about? the addition of the adventure zones being required for four man content. Like you need four people to go into at least just to go into the zone. I actually like that because it means that one person can't just go in and wreck everything, learn everything. You have to have a party to be able to do this content. Which I, I enjoy that, although I don't have very many friends, so I might have to make some friends first. Oh. Oh, now that's just sad. It'll just be me and her for most of it. All right. Um, next off, the trials being timed. 
Time trials. So when you're doing the trials, not only when you beat them, you can have a chance of getting onto a leaderboard. How do you feel that goes for uh, staying power for PvE content? Oh, that I love. Because in PvE, it's just you against the environment. That's it. But when you have any kind of timer that you're going up against, now in your PvE, you're going up against other PvE players. And that on its own is, is really interesting. Who is the better, more skilled PvE player? I, I, I really like that. Excellent, excellent. How about you guys? What do you think about that? Both uh, Krabby, what about you? I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> See, we, we did say this was going to be a problem. I'm, for... I'm really trying to listen, but I got a piece of gear that uh, I had to use immediately. I had to figure out what it is. Uh, how do you... for those with short attention spans. I know, I know. That's, this is what happens. The trials. How do, do you like the time trials? Um, I do. I love the idea that they're, you know, they're, they added competition in the game. You know, like... You don't go to like you don't need to go to an external website to figure out where you are in terms of like you know how fast you do it and how if you if you even do it <clears throat> because of the limited res uh, reses and stuff like that. Um, I mean, my only worry is I wonder I want to know if they're going to be an actual dungeon or if it's going to be you know boss after boss after boss or if it'll be like a, like an actual you know fully fleshed out dungeon. I I know it was. If it was almost like a coliseum where it was boss after boss after boss, that would be, I think that would be a lot of fun rather than adding it as a dungeon type. See, they they did that with um, in World of Warcraft. There was a a raid called Trial of the Crusader, and that was by amazing far raid, most boring raids out of anything what? ever. I well, love that raid. The, I guess the problem I didn't the reason I didn't like it was because I had to do it four times a week. So <laughs> I really didn't like it. Now, here's a question for you guys. This is a lot of times it's a controversial type topic, but a lot of I shouldn't say a lot of games. Warcraft kind of started this, the raid lockout timer. As far as I am aware, and I may be wrong, there is no lockout timer for trials. Do you think this is a problem? Do you like this? Do you not like this? Did they well, say there was no? The now, I, I know they said that if you wipe and, like, say you run out of reses, you can actually go back in and do it again. But did they say that once you kill the bosses, you can't do it again? They, ha I don't, I didn't see anything about that road. Did Did you see anything no, with that? I, I'm with Krabby on this one. I believe they just said that if you wipe, you can do it again. But I don't see why you wouldn't be able to just go back and do it again because maybe you're, you know, you go through the first time. You actually get it in one shot, and you're thinking, well, we did it really well this time, but now we have a better idea. Let's just go and try to do it faster, beat our own score. Right. I mean, I don't think it's much of a gear grind. Well, and maybe it could be a, a place for going to go do a gear grind. But really, when it comes to gear, that's the only potential reason I would see them doing a lockout. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very possible you could do it again. You just might not be able to get gear. Maverick, uh, Maverick Hunter 3 in chat does say, no, you can repeat to defend your times. That's kind of neat. Um, there was another game, Guild Wars 1, if you guys played that, had time dungeons and stuff like that. There were leaderboards, which is kind of neat. That's another reason why it would be better to leave it open. You know, if, if it is a time thing and there are leaderboards, then you need to have the ability to, like Maverick said, defend your time. 
So you would have to have that chance to, yeah, these guys just beat our score by mere seconds. Let's go in there and shave time off our own score. Right. Now, this is something that they didn't really really talk about, but they did say crafting would be the best way to get gear and crafters would be able to... um, to upgrade gear that you've gotten from raids, from PvE, PvP, everything like that. How would you guys feel if there were, you would have to go through a trial and defeat it in order to gain access to a crafting locale, or maybe having like uh, rare materials drop instead of items, rare materials for crafting drop from these raids? Love it. Sounds great to me. I agree. I think that sounds wonderful because it, it makes you want to continue playing and do it over and over again. And I, I don't really agree with lockouts. If you have the time and you have the players who want to keep doing it, you should be able to do it as many times as you want. I'm going to ask the chat this too, just to see if anyone in chat wants to comment on it. How do you guys feel about lockouts? Do you like lockouts? Do you not? Well, just let us know if in chat if, uh, if you do. Um... I'm kind of torn on lockouts. I don't like them, and I do. Because the problem is, with lockouts for me, eventually it gets to a point where I'd rather just raid or I'd log into a game to raid, and I can't raid because I'm locked out for the week. Um, But at times, I also feel like it's a good thing because it it stretches out content a little bit. People do it more often because they can't just farm the same thing over and over again until they get all the pieces that they want. Um, a good a good example of this is um, Final Fantasy XIV did this with their their, tri- their version of Trials, which is when you fought their primals. There's no raid lockout, and people do farm them for gear, but it gets harder and harder to find groups that want to farm them as that particular tier of gear goes on. Eventually, people already have better gear, and they don't want to waste their time with it. Do you think that will happen? Yeah, at some point that'll happen. I mean, my, see, my biggest thing with lockouts is I feel like I've been in too many MMOs where people go, oh, man, I've got all the best gear, and now there's nothing to do. That I, like, I've always been of the mindset to hinder progression as much as possible even if that means artificially doing it. that That's just how I feel about it. Okay. Um. I must be one of the strangest people when it comes to this, because even if I don't get gear, I thoroughly enjoy the encounter. So even if they make it so that no gear drops, I would still be the one who would go in and fight this specific boss, whatever it may be, because I just enjoy the raiding in- encounters in any game that I have played. <laughs> Matter Scout in chat says, no, lockouts are bad. I don't... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't play enough as it is, and I like to do what I want that day, and I like to mostly raid. You know, that is a... It's a good point. Especially, like I was saying earlier, for me, I'm, I'm of the same note. Eventually, um, you get to a point where you're so far in progression that all you really want to do is raid. But if you're locked out for a week, you can't, and that it really does suck. But I do like the way that the timer is because only um, oh, even mind of mind of the mind of tier. I'm sorry, I 
pronounce your name terribly wrong. Um, I really think lockouts are bad. So it seems like generally lockouts are not favored. But um, as I was saying, the timers, especially for like the world first guilds, those hardcore progression guilds, the only guild, only guild, who in essence during a raid tier, if you will, that would essentially stop raiding is the one who has the number one slot. That's it. That's the only people who can say, okay, we're done for this tier until someone beats them. Everyone from two down has a goal to always reach for. It's not so much, I know in Warcraft, in Rift, um, I'm not sure about SWOTOR, maybe Road can tell me this, but a lot of the first, the raid, or the world first, sorry, I got tongue-tied, world first raiding guilds, once they get that world first, they're done for that tier. They, they might go in a few times to get some gear to be ready for next tier, but generally speaking, they, they kind of stop playing. So No, uh, actually, it's funny you ask that. My co-host for Torocast, which is my SOTOR podcast, is actually part of the World Second team. And uh, no, once, once that first run is done, they keep pushing it every week. Really? They keep doing it until they you know, have it on farm, essentially. Right. Well... That that's that's unique because I I've been in top like top twenty five U S raiding guilds in, in Warcraft, and as soon as they got it on farm, or as soon as they got the world clear, the majority of people stopped. They I mean they would still go to maybe get out a few more pieces for the next tier, but they pretty much stopped playing. Like people wouldn't log on for weeks at a time until the next thing was coming out, or they would go to the PTS and begin practicing there. It was a lot of playing live to get the world first. Once you get your your rankings for um, WowProgress.com or whatever it was at the time, you went to the PTS, and that's all you did. Hmm. So, but I, I like the idea of that. Everyone, everyone will have something to shoot for if you're into that progression. Uh, some of the casual people maybe not won't like it, but the casual people you got to remember since they're more casual, they take longer to defeat things. So by the time they defeat the trials, maybe the next ones are up. But the the competitive people like to shave those seconds off the time. Seeing their rank as number four on the server just is not good enough. They need to be number one, and we'll keep trying. So I think that's a good way of extending content. It is, in a way, kind of providing, I wouldn't say an artificial longevity, which seems to be one of my favorite phrases, but it does add actual longevity to the overall endgame content. It gives you something more to aspire for than, I have the top tier gear, I have nothing left to do. Right. Yeah, uh, Maverick Hunter 3 in chat says he agrees with Matter Scout, but uh, dislikes the idea of beating your face against dungeons, like in Guild Wars 2, to get tokens. Um, I mean that's the part that, that that's the part of doing you know raiding that's difficult though I mean you do beat your face against it. Well, I, I think even with what he's saying is the beating your face for tokens was when you had it on farm. People were asking because I played Guild Wars two. People are like, we want clear runs. People would run it or speed runs. People would run it fifteen twenty times a day just to farm tokens, and it wasn't because you were not progressing in content. It was. You just did it over and over again. And I can see where that gets kind of annoying. But I, I don't think the leaderboards are for the casual people. I think when the casual people defeat the trials, they may do it a few more times with the guild when they want to do it. But they're not going to go for the, the 
the ranking scores. I think it's just going to be something fun for them. But generally, if the trials are difficult, it may take them a good long time to actually finish. And then they can move on to something else till the next one's come out. So I think it's kind of neat. Um, let's see here. Public dungeons. Did you guys see the map that was available? Oh, it's huge. Oh, my goodness. The uh, ESO head map? Is that the one oh, you're yeah. talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those look fun. I remember doing open dungeons or public dungeons. Not I did them in... What was the game? Oh, dear. Warhammer. They had those. They weren't as good there. But playing in Dark Age of Camelot, I met a lot of good friends that I still talk to this day by doing public dungeons. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they do long ones. That would be nice. Just any lengthy content but then again you look at that map and you look at the sheer amount of dungeons on the map that just shows you that it's meant for you to take a lot mm-hmm. of time and hopefully they're not you know, they, they actually are full-scale dungeons and not just you know here's a boss you're done well i mean i would like now they said a lot of those were also delves which yes. is like you go in them there's a boss and a sky shard and bam that's it which still i'm fine with that yeah, no, that, that's a cool little thing. They got four people just do that real quick, you know. I, I like the fact that the delves are instants, so you can't, you cannot zerg them. So if the bosses are at, at all difficult, even, I mean, they're open world, so whatever. Well, I guess they're not open world, they're instants. It'd be neat to see them be fairly difficult and make it hard for people to try to get, get those so... items. I did a public, I mean, I know this is low level, but I mean, I did a public dungeon earlier and it was a uh, Toothmaw Gully. And, you know, I, I could, I pretty much sold the entire thing. And then when you get to the boss, um, you needed four or five people to do the final boss. It was like not soloable at all. Mm. So, I mean, if it stays like that in Adventure Zones, that's fine with me. I mean, here's the thing that Dark Age of Camelot had for it that I hope they do in these later dungeons, especially the Adventure Zone ones. In Dark Age of Camelot, as you went deeper into the dungeon, it got harder. Like you said, you soloed everything up to the boss. In Dark Age of Camelot, solo players could fight right around the door. There was like a room right in front of the door that monsters would spawn in, and they could kind of play around there. Anything past that, it got too difficult. But that opening room was where you see other solo players and went, Hey, uh, let's you and me duo, and we can go to the next room. And then you find another group of duoing people, and you go, "Hey, let's let's do a four-man group, and we can go to the next room." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they kind of do that, because that that will allow people to, you know, like Thais and I solo or duoing as we go, going into these dungeons, doing going into the room, and just finding other people who are duoing and joining their group. And then we can push together as a group to go further into the public dungeon. I think that's really cool. Ah, and it looks like we got Broscacho in the uh, in the chat. How you doing, man? Good to see you. All right. Um, did anyone else have anything to do with uh, public dungeons before we move on? It needs to be out right now. Not that I'll <laughs> be able to do any of it anytime soon, but it needs to be out. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a good question. Now that launch is here, and we can we can go into this a little bit during the discussion, um, there was... I, I'm even looking at some of the people from uh, 
ESOTR, I heard a couple of them that they are, they're already up in almost 10 already. And I know it slows up pretty, after after 5 it starts getting exponentially slower. Um, but at the rate people are leveling within, what, almost, not even 12 hours yet, how long do you think before uh, they start hitting the hardcore people start getting to cap where they're finishing the 1 through 50, then starting to work through the veteran rate content. Projections. Well, to uh, put it out there, I, I know that some of my guildies are probably already in the 20s by this point. Easily. They're running out in hardcore leveling groups, uh, while some of us, like myself, are a little more casual on it. But, I mean, as for me, I've only really been gathering crafting supplies for the last six, seven hours, maybe. And... I'm already level 7. The last two levels have almost been entirely off of finding chests. Right. So, yeah, that's one thing. But it is impressive to see people already up in the double digits. I mean, I'm almost 10 already, but I mean, I've kind of been non-stop playing since 6.30. Well, I mean, I've been, ta I've been, I've been taking breaks and stuff too, but um, yeah, I won't be surprised. I'll be surprised if by the end of... I'm telling you, by by Tuesday, there'll be a 50. No, you know what? Probably, probably tomorrow night or Tuesday morning, there'll be a 50. Yeah, if they just do like a 40-hour run nonstop, then we will probably see people tomorrow hitting that. Yeah. Now, given that Craglorn is supposed to be for increase the veteran rank past 10, I'm going to assume... That you probably need to be veteran rank, I would say five before people would even be willing to bring you in. Eight to be decent. Now, isn't it that you also would have to be ten in order to access it? No word on that yet that I know of. I just know they increase it past ten. There's a cap of ten now, and that's going to let it go past. So right. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm assuming fresh fifties aren't going to won't last in in there. It'll be really tough. Because you don't have the yes. gear, you probably don't have quite the stat, extra stat points. It would be very tough, I imagine. Content locust, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. At this point, see, I'm not even worried about the top 2 or 3%. Like, you really should cater to these guys. Because if you can get stuff out for the top 2 or 3%, us more casual people will have tons to do there will never be a point where we're going we're bored we will have so much to do and it'll be amazing for us but you got to keep those content locusts very happy so i'm i'm glad that they announced it but i i would like to now that they announced it i would like to have at least a tentative release date so that the content locust have an idea of going okay i have to this date to farm up and get myself ready you know that's reasonable I want a release date on um, Field of View Slider. I haven't even been using first person just because I want that. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the right. Timeline is not at launch. Not yeah. at launch. Soon trademarked. All right. We're going to move on to our discussion topic for the week. And I had sent out show notes earlier to some of the guys, and we were actually going to talk about the veteran content, which we just did. But that's not what I really wanted to discuss. What I really wanted to discuss now is now that I got in here, day one launch, guys. I mean, it's almost 12 hours in. How do you guys think it went? The oh, launch and, itself is... Oh, I'm sorry, what? 
No, I was going to say, and chat, um, I'm really interested in this. Anyone in chat, if you've encountered any errors, uh, bugs, anything like that, let us know. Let us know how your your first day went, your first few hours. All right, Krabby, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy. I want to say, no, the, the launch itself is fantastic. I, I couldn't believe it. I at, You know, at 630 when everyone's trying to log in, I logged in right away. No issues. I haven't crashed once. Um there was one bug I got when I was creating my first character. It wouldn't let me zoom in on his face for some reason. But I figured out that if that happens to you, what you have to do is you have to create that character, log out, and then the second character you create, the face will zoom in on. I don't know why it's like that, but that's how I fixed it. Yep, that's a great tip. A lot of people I've been talking to today have run into the same problem. Yeah, so the second character you make, the face will be fixed. Yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a bugged quest where I couldn't talk to somebody even though it told me to. All I just abandoned it, grabbed it again, and it fixed it. You know, I mean, that, like, that happened one quest out of the hundreds I've done so far. I mean, there's no, I, have, I don't have any lag. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like I am shocked at how how good this is. To be totally honest, Thais, my dear, how how about you? I know you just really started playing a little bit. How how's it been going for you in terms of MMO launches? This is probably one of the best launches I've ever been able to take part in. I've I've played a, a couple other games where even when it was just a patch with new content, it was um. It was horrible. But so far, I haven't noticed any lag whatsoever. Sorry, guys. One sec. Yeah, got to bear with us, guys. You guys are fantastic. She's such a trooper here with the flu, still trying to be on the show. She's amazing. Love her to death. Okay, like I was saying, um, it's been great so far. I haven't noticed any lag. I, I personally haven't noticed any bugs, but I haven't had a chance to really get into a lot of the quests yet. I've just been farming Cold Harbor on each of my <laughs> tunes. <laughs> but it's been great so far, and you don't see that often, especially in early access where there's only a few people who are getting in. It's the very first day. I was expecting it to be a, a lot harsher than it has been, but it's been great. You remember uh, Guild Wars 2 early access? Servers going down. The I, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't hit an overflow. Maybe some other people have, but the overflow nightmare in Guild Wars 2 was a mess. Um, I haven't logged out. <laughs> I've logged out a, either. <laughs> I've logged out a couple times because I was taking care of my wife, so I would just let my characters go and I was logged out most of the day and I'd come back in for a few minutes and I'd go back out. Um, yeah, it's it's been really good so far. Um, let's see here. Broscacho in the chat said that he had one bug that was zooming into the character creation, so did uh, uh, Tankia2013 as well. Briscocha, smoothest launch I've ever been a part of, without a doubt. I think he has said there was one quest in the main, or, uh, the, the main, oh, my goodness. The Agrafall Covenant that was bugged. Yeah, very minor indeed. Um, yeah. Oh, what were you saying, my dear? Even the character creation was smooth. It might have been Guild Wars 2, but there was another game that I was in for launch, and 
the character creation was laggy and it was glitchy and it was just really, really hard to move the sliders. It, it just didn't want to cooperate with you. But everything about this has been just great. I, I really love this game. Like, it's it's funny because a lot of people say, oh man, don't play the first week of any game's launch or early access or whatever. I'm, I'm fairly confident in saying that there is no reason to wait mm. at the moment. Uh, I, 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 it's crazy. I, I don't, either no one else is playing this game except for me, or they've really outdone themselves with making it work properly. It's ridiculous. I can tell you from the screenshots I posted on Twitter today, there's a lot of people playing the game. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. uh, when I was in the Elder Scrolls Off the Record mumble, when people are like, they hopped out into uh, Vocal Guard, they're like, oh my goodness, so many people on the oh, boat. The, there's two, oh, when that happened, yeah, I couldn't believe it. There was like, the boat was exploding with people. It was crazy. I, and the I, game didn't skip a beat. No, I really gotta say, I think the head start is gonna be heavier hitting than launch. I really do. Oh, I think yeah. a well, lot of people bought the head start. And I think well, that it is a lot. Most people pre-ordered it. You, you're definitely going to have more people that pre-order it than get it on the day it comes out. I fully believe that. Right. Definitely. Oh, but it. I, I definitely say this is probably on par from, again, just day one. So who knows? We could have some issues going forward. But I imagine, I would imagine most crashes happen within the first hour of the servers going launch when everyone's like, let's go get our names. You know, whatever the case may be that... That is when the servers tend to crash. Um, I, I really don't think we're going to have an issue. I think this is up there. It probably is beating Rift in terms of launches so far that I've seen. Uh, Even I mean, my limited. Honestly, Rift's launch probably was not as big as this one. But they, they still sold within a, hundred, a million copies in, like, you know, I think the first month. But, um... Yeah, Rift's, Rift's launch was was really smooth. It was. Soul Source launch. I mean, Road was Road. You were talking about this before the show that. Yes. You know, it's like a trend where games are starting to launch without being horrible messes. I mean, Swotor's yeah. launch. As much crap as Swotor's get, Swotor gets, its launch was still fine. The only issue was they had to keep opening servers, servers, and more servers because so many people were trying to play. You know, that's the one nice thing about their mega server technology. And I'm going to say this now from a networking perspective. We're not on one server. I'm just going to say that right now. We're not. And most people who work on computers know this is not the case. But it's a clever way of disguising the fact you're not on one server. This allows for, and I'm sure um, SWOTOR, and I know Rift did this because they had, what, 100 servers at launch or something like that? It was insane. But then when people started quitting, they started to have to close a bunch of servers. And that... They had way more than 100. They, they had, I think at the end of the day, they had about 250 servers, mm -hmm. I think. But what is, happens yeah. when they start closing servers? The, oh, the doomsayers come in and go, up. Oh, this is the end of the game. It's going... The best part about this is even if even if they start, you know, ha can cut back on servers, no one will really know because it's all in the back end. The, you won't have the MMO doomsayers going. Games failing, they're already doing server mergers. You know what I Free mean? Free play 2 weeks calling it. 
Yeah, free to play right now. Free to play right now Some after day one. Horse. All right, so honestly, I've been riding on this Imperial horse, you know, all day. And um, I I walk more than I ride on this horse because it's so slow. So that horse for the on, best, honestly, that horse that in the cash shop is not even worth it. Like, I wouldn't spend five bucks From on what it. I've been told a lot of people are getting bucked off the horse. Yeah, well, it's 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 a bit buggy. Like, I'll jump, I'll run over a pebble, and I'll shoot off the horse. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say one other thing. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. Your horse just trips over everything. Um, until you get the more expensive horse, guys, I sprint faster than the horse. I do. If Honestly, I'm sprinting, I think I, it's I know crazy. What it is. The reason why we keep falling off the horse is because the cash shop's not in and we haven't paid for horseshoes yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's not a bug. It's intentional for when it goes free to play. You have to buy horseshoes every week or else your horse trips. Got it. Exactly. Those sneaky little buggers. It makes perfect sense. At least it's not like in Skyrim where Ag was killing horses every oh. five minutes. That was pretty bad. I jumped my horse off a cliff already just to see if it died. I'm like, whew. Good, because I'd be going through money like crazy having did to buy horses. Did it disappear and you pancaked? <laughs> yeah, I did. Face first. It was great. Absolutely. But my horse still lives, so that's all that matters. Um, yeah, I've had limited playtime today, um, but from what I've done, it's been insanely smooth. No lag, and even on my terribly bad connection, no lag. So that was really great for me. Um I mean, everything seems smooth. Um, I'm, I'm watching Thais right now run around Cold Harbor on her Khajiit. And uh, it's just a fantastic launch from what I've seen. Even with all the people, whenever I hop into those first cities, Davin's watch, because, you know, <clears throat> Evan Hart Pack rocks, not Almari Dominion. Um, For the queen. Mm-hmm. For the queen. You know, Krabby, everyone else on this show right now is Evan Hart Pack, so you are greatly outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Or the queen shall be killed. That's how mm-hmm. we like it. Burn them to the ground. All right. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. When we go into those big cities, I don't see lag. There's people running around everywhere. I'm not feeling any lag. They definitely got their net code going together really well. I definitely think so. All right. Anyone else have anything to say before we move on from this discussion topic? Chat, anything? I would, uh offer one little suggestion for people who are just coming to the game or have noticed the same glitch. If you ever experience your hotbar staying on your screen instead of fading away like it's supposed to or, you know, as it is default and you find that you are unable to access, you know, talk to people, access shops, you know, collect harvesting nodes, whatever it is, cast an ability and that should help out. I've noticed, like, I use uh, Blood Altar, which is from the Undaunted line, and every time I hit that you know, something freely that I can just put out there without having to have a target, it unlocks my hotbar and I'm able to actually collect things again. It's a bug that I've heard a lot of people running into. That ability is hmm. so terrible. <laughs> what? Blood Altar is amazing! What? Uh-huh. It's not my fault you're not a provisioner and you don't know how to access <laughs> all of your hearts. Yeah, provisioning is... I, I'm not doing provisioning out of spite because there's so many provisioning materials. I will have you know... I have only filled my inventory a couple of dozen times so far today. A couple dozen times. Uh, I've actually just sent off all of my other crafting materials to my guildies, and I still have 40 of my slots filled. <laughs> so, 
I want to know who's going through all the barrels and bags in a cold harbor and just shoving all kinds of crap inside them. You are. The Dremora, they're just like, I'm going to shove some clean water and some pork in here and throw it in this lake. Right. I've noticed that too. So not all of them are collectible. There's an unusual amount of pork in Cold Harbor, and I don't quite understand why. Oh, yeah. Daedra's gotta eat. Daedra gotta eat. They're like, hey, what, did Daedra, what, what did Daedra and vampires actually eat? Probably pork, right? Yeah. Probably well, pork. they do say that pigs are about the closest in terms of anatomy to humans. Okay, that's yeah. gross. <laughs> wow, that was just nasty. Thanks for that. I know, we went, we went morbid. It, that's what happened. All right. <laughs> Broscacho, yeah, I did this on four different characters so far with Cold Harbor and Lockpicks. Last I looked, I'm up to like 300 and something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kitai is like the best uh, trait you can ever get. All right. We're going to move on to the next section of our podcast, which is my absolute favorite, and it's the Tales section. Um, let's start. Let's see here. I'm trying to... Face, do you think you could start, my dear? Just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. Sure. Well, as as everyone has been told multiple times, I'm really sick. So I haven't been able to play all that much, but I was able to get on early enough to reserve my name. So I have these. I'm super excited about that. And I was able to create the rest of my tunes. I have four different tunes. But I've only been playing for about, you know, an hour or so. So I'm just taking all my characters through Cold Harbor, searching every nook and cranny, and religiously gathering everything that I can find because I just am a virtual hoarder and I want to own everything. I also don't ever sell anything, so I'm really, really poor. <laughs> so my my opening day has pretty much been me, you know, being very sick and just walking my way through Cold Harbor. But pretty soon I will be outside and on my way to being super epic. Yeah, we play together, so the one thing we want to do is that we, we could uh, go through Cold Harbor on our own. Um, and I know her name, she was very happy about, and you know what, Road, we should ask, uh, Carlos this, um, she has never been able to get Thais as a name, just by itself, and, like, she lost it in, uh, Guild Wars 2, a lot of games, she can't get it, apparently it is a very popular name in Brazil, that's why we should have Carlos and ask him. Um, it's, it's like Mary in Brazil from what I hear. So every time she tries to get them, she, she never can. <laughs> so this was exciting. Yeah, remind me, uh, after the show and I'll hit Carlos up and see if he can verify that. Well, I picked it because it's, it's Greek for beloved. That's why I picked Thais. But in, in Brazil, it's just, it's a hugely popular name. What I understand about Brazil is that it is, like the states here, very multicultural. Very multicultural. So I it is see very that. entirely possible that that has migrated from Greek to or Greece to there. Bro, Scotcho, this has been the worst time to get sick. It started yesterday morning, and I went, please, you've, 
you've got to be kidding me. This cannot happen now. And I just, I feel mostly bad for Ag having to take care of my grouchy butt <laughs> for the past 24 hours. Uh, she's always top priority. She was yelling at me all day to play. I'm like, it'll be here. The game's not going anywhere. It's live. We have our names reserved. We have our characters created. We'll play together. That's that's all I was really worried about. So had to take care of the wife first. When I first, because uh, I was there for the Guild Wars 2 launch, and within the first 10 seconds of the game launching, the yeast was already taken. And I was really, really upset that there's so many people in the world that want my name. I can understand. Mm-hmm. Road is usually not exactly something I come by. Yeah, very I'm easily. surprised you got Road, actually. I did. It was, well, here's something. I, well, before we let her continue on with her thing, because I want to ask her a few more questions. That was actually a pretty big problem that, from what I hear from launch, is um, a lot of popular podcasters and stuff were having their names stolen. I know that happened to a Varwin. I guess one of their fans got it, but like his name was taken. Who else was? There was a few other ones that had their publicly had their names out there were taken. And I know a few people were ganking guild names from people. Um, yeah, that's uh, also something we were worried about. Yeah. Um, I think they had a Facebook page post about people doing that. I mean, that that's scummy, especially when people like us, you know, road, you do a million podcasts and and it's, it's like another job and it's, we do this because we like it and we, we want to provide entertainment for the community. And it it does kind of suck when you have those, you know, those jerks out there. Strict hobby. Yeah, it, it is. This is this is a hobby that it you know it's not free for us because if 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 you're not host or anything like that you know I pay for the server that hosts our thing out of my pocket because we like to do it and it's it just you know people trying to do stuff for the community that have those jerks out there try to you know actively try to steal people's guild names that they've announced for months our character that, that's just low i just have to say that if you're one of those people you are a terrible person you might not like me for it but that it's it's just it's not cool especially when you 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 listen to our shows you know we we do this for you guys it, it, it really does suck so uh, and if you hope, get any hate mail for it just send it send it to me yeah. deal with hate mail know the people that's right any hate mail that comes to tales of tamriel is getting forwarded to road so he can uh he can deal with it absolutely uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> good deal all right um base one more question why, why don't you tell everyone like you said you had four characters why, why don't you tell people what you've created what faction your your main is and everything like that if you're still feeling up for it well my Main is my thiefy character. I'm I'm sorry guys, my my brain is fried here. My dark elf is my nightblade, which is my main and she's amazing. I took forever to make her and for a dark elf she's actually really pretty and it was just really exciting. And then I was torn between having the nightblade and the sorcerer be my main because I've been having a lot of fun on the sorcerer. So my Breton, I pulled over to the Ebonheart Pact to play with Ag, and my Breton is my sorcerer. And even Ag was saying earlier how OP 
the sorcerers are. What was that move that you were messing around with? Oh my goodness. At least at the beginning, Crystal Shard is oh, OP. Crystal Shard is great. Oh my god. Like on all my other characters I went through there, I'm like, okay, I'm fighting things. Crystal Shard like takes 75% of health away in Cold Harbor. And I'm like, are you serious? It, it was like no joke, just easy. It was amazing. Um all right, so you, so we got your uh, got your your not night elf. Oh my goodness, Nightblade Dunmer on Ebonheart Pact, and your Breton Sorcerer where on Ebonheart Pact. All right, what else you got? I have a Khajiit in the Aldmari Dominion, since there was no way I was going to be one of them dirty elves. Mm, Amen. Dirty elves. No. <laughs> And then my last character, I have my little note here. Oh, my Imperial. Because I, I had to make the Imperial. Because a few months down the line, I want to be, be one of those special people that, wait a minute, what is that? What is that race? Because a bunch of people might, you know, stop playing that bought the early access. And I want to stand there in my superhero pose going, I'm an Imperial. So my, my Imperial is a Templar. And that... I'm excited about that. I'm just, I'm just glad that the game is finally here. I'm not someone that can play betas over and over again and enjoy them because I get the feeling that after the fourth beta, I'm tired of being in beta. <laughs> well, that's why I got so much crap, you know, being in that super secret group that uh, I never really got to end level because I didn't want to. So I just right. messed around with low-level stuff as much as possible. Super. Yeah, we were talking about that too, the the Sigic Order group, and I know like we weren't in that one, and Faze was like, "Man, how come we're not in there?" And I looked at him like, "Would you even play it if you were?" <laughs> um. All right. So, is there anything else you want to say about your little adventure so far? Anything? Anything? Anything interesting you found? I just got killed by a slaughterfish and got an achievement. Slaughtered. Yay. Actually, there was something that I found that would make other people jealous. As I was running around in Cold Harbor, I wound up finding a motif for the Argonians, which uh, was awesome. <laughs> see, and a lot of people were led to believe that there are no motifs dropping in uh, Cold Harbor anymore. It wasn't mm. until a few hours after the launch that people started really reporting they were finding them. Too bad that's like the worst armor look in the game. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, I'm wearing some Argonian. You know what? Armor I'm right still now. happy about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's move on to the next person here. How about Road? Road. If you would yes. be so kind, my good sir, why don't you tell tell everyone here a little bit about your adventures in Tamriel? Well. They're not entirely that interesting, but I'll go ahead and do so anyway. So uh, going back to our previous discussion about names and everything, the first thing I did is I jumped in and grabbed all three of the names that I wanted, which were Naked Nord, be surprised on that one, Road, which is the one I'm running around with presently, and uh, the one I hadn't actually publicly talked about yet, my Mud Crab Cultist. Let that <laughs> sink in for a second. There you go. The name is Mud Crab Cultist? That's the name. That is awesome. <laughs> amazing. So... I have not played the Mud Crab Cultist or the Naked Nord as of yet. I did plenty of Naked Nording in beta. So I'm actually just running around with my self-named character, Road. And uh, 
I went straight back to Bleak Rock Isle as soon as I could. I once seen Devin's watch because obviously I'm Evan Hart pack person. I grabbed all three of the guild skill lines. Not that I can really do anything with a mage or fighter guild while I'm on this island, but I have my undaunted skill line and I am using the blood altar because it's amazing and confuses all of the new people who don't know what it is or where to get it. It's great. Everyone has that terrible ability. Where can I find it? What is this blood altar? Get out of the stupid. It might kill us. That's kind of the reaction we're getting. But uh, I've been running around Bleak Rock, and I decided I really just wanted to gather things for my guild. So I've been pretty much gathering nonstop since probably about 7 o'clock this morning. And it is, I have, I don't even know what time it is now. It is 4 o'clock. So someone else do the math on that. I've been up too long to really care. I've been gathering nonstop, and I Roughly also decided 10 hours. I don't... Exactly. I have not decided I don't care enough about using weapons or training any weapon skills, so I've been running around with fists the entire time. I've been fisticuffing bears, wolves, skeletons, and uh, rabbits and stuff too. I'm massacring it. I have been since level 2. Hmm. Fists are exceptionally <laughs> powerful at low levels. I don't know why, they just are. Try wow. it. It's amazing. Fisting but uh, I've also decided that, yes, indeed. You gotta do what you gotta do to get through life. Kinky, kinky. Sometimes it pays, indeed. So I have found that uh, punching squirrels to death is probably the most adorable form of genocide that I could possibly commit in this game. So uh, I've been having a lot of fun doing that. Rabbits, they scream, and I don't like it, so I've left rabbits alone. So if, if you don't want to be the subject of my massacre, don't sound adorable when I kill you. <laughs> it is always disturbing when you see rabbits because they do they scream and it is it, it, it's heart-wrenching you're like oh my it's goodness like what did i just lobsters. do <laughs> it's like boiling lobsters yeah yeah that's 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 act that's actually accurate but uh more so do like about now when you boil yes yes they, they do. do they, they do scream scream like... it is audible well wow. it's it's not really a scream it's more of the the water coming out of their being steamed out of their bodies so fast it sounds like a scream oh so gosh. congratulations on making it more horrific that is yeah. just it, wow. it's internal water boiling escaping very fast and I happen to love seafood I don't think I'll ever be able to eat lobster again I'm so sorry Rhoda I didn't mean to interrupt you but absolutely wow. not I found that fascinating that no I'll never be able to eat lobster again well that just killed that for me thanks guys Delightfully morbid. More for me. More screaming lobsters for me. Absolutely. I like it. And crabs, too. Ooh. That was kind of a shot at Krabby, but, you know. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so, uh, really, as I said, it's not exactly the most interesting played through so far today. I've actually finished all but the major, the final quest on Bleak Rock Isle, but I decided I just wanted to craft more. And I figured since I'm going to be doing a podcast anyway, I need to have some of my attention span available. So, I'm dedicating that just to gathering more supplies and punching wolves in the face. It's working <laughs> out fantastic. Nice, nice. Um, well, you told us your characters. Do you want to tell us what their factions are and what classes, excuse me, that you've chosen for those? Sure. So, uh, Rode, my self-named character, is a Templar, Nord Templar, and all three of mine are Evan Hart packs, so we'll just get that out of the way. Um... I'm not really focused on anything specific, and there's actually absolutely no direction with this character that I've decided yet. I'm just playing him to this point. 
and whatever I feel like putting points in, I whimsically do. If it messes me up later on down the road, huh, road. I really don't care. Uh, as for my mud crab cultist, also a Templar, but this one is Imperial, and he's also probably the most creepy-looking character I've been able to pull across. Uh, nice handlebar mustache, great hairdo, kind of looks like Shaderoth a little bit with brown hair. He's also extremely short and about as skinny as I could possibly make him with a nice, uh, strange-looking smile and a quirked eyebrow that is permanently put there. <laughs> he will be my healer character at some point. Kind of a priest-cult leader-type thing. Again, not really much direction, but that's just the theme I'm going with on that one. And then, of course, the naked Nord. It goes without saying, he is a Nord, he is naked, he is a dragon knight, because I need some defenses, right? And he will probably just be my two-handed hound that will destroy all the faces of anyone, especially in the Aldmeri, the Dirty Elves, and the Khajiiti. Right on, right on. Okay. Nord, <laughs> Nord Pride indeed. All right. Let's move on to the leader of our stream right now who's running his stream, and we can actually see what he's doing. Krabby, tell us what you've been up to, and tell us a little bit about your character and all that fun stuff. Oh, man. I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning, so a good hour before the game came up, and... You know, it was just, it was awesome. I love events like this. You know, I was on Mumble with the the Elder Scrolls off the record crew, um, talking to them and everything. And it was really, it was really fun. You know, we're all just sitting there anticipating everything to happen. First thing I did was I knew I had to, see, m my name is fairly unique. Crabsy, C-R-A-B-S-Y. And anybody who knows me knows that name. <clears throat> so I didn't really, uh. I didn't take, I, I wasn't worried about getting it super fast. So I spent my time at the character creator. Um, I was so torn between a sorcerer and a dragon knight because I knew I wanted to do fire damage. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to go dragon knight, even if it seems like a min maxing move. But oh my God, it's really not. The, the dragon knight abilities, I didn't realize how many of them actually give you fire damage. Like, because a lot of them I thought was only magic or physical damage, but man, it's uh, so I'm a, right now I'm a dark elf dragon knight. I use the fire staff, and it is so much fun. Like I I'm loving it right now. And the past you know couple hours I've been focusing on crafting because I love to craft. So that's been really fun. I gotta say though, one of my favorite things so far to do in the game. You've probably seen it on the stream in a minute. Is um there are these skull and sword icons. Now you only see them when you get close to them. Pretty much as an elite boss that takes like a good four or five people to kill. And it's just really cool. You get an achievement for doing it and a good piece of gear. And it's an overworld thing, so that's those are really fun. I love doing those. But uh yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing today, just having a blast crafting and being a crazy fire damage person. Nice, nice. Now what Now what did you make? I know you're part of the Dirty Elves, I mean the Aldmari Dominion. Um, but wh what so are you playing? I, I know. I, I'm a Dunmer, Dark Elf, just... Uh, oh, you're a traitor too. Hey, wh whatever, Dark Elf's to the... My, my personal favorite race out of any game. So, yeah, I had to go Dark Elf and get plus 6% fire damage, I believe, so later on. Yeah. I know, I know. 
I almost like I almost feel like we can't even can't even talk to each other anymore. <laughs> you know what? Uh, unlike the other two, I'm actually okay with this because you didn't choose a cannibal elf or you know a stuck-up <laughs> I didn't, elf. I didn't so choose a cannibal okay. elf or a jerk elf. I chose the one that worships the Daedra <laughs> instead. And <loves> slavery. <laughs> yeah, and loves slavery. The only uh, way we can be friends is if you were taken as a war slave and now you are you are some Altmer's like sex slave. That's how I'm gonna roleplay you, and that's how we can be friends. Uh, so I'm just geez. gonna pretend you're getting uh, raped every night. Mm, wow. Somehow or another, that feels okay. <laughs> and it suddenly got darker. <laughs> it's dark. What we? I. Uh, it's the only way I can rationalize him being part of the Aldmar Dominion. So. <laughs> Bosmers, leave them alone. They're they're yelling at you in chat now to leave them alone. All right. Well, Krabby, that's awesome. Thank you for streaming with us too, so everyone can see what you're up and doing. I guess that brings to me. Now, I haven't had a lot of time to play that much today, um, but I did get on. I got to create all my characters, which was nice because I did get my name. My name is somewhat unique from what it, it's. It's not one of the first grabs people go for, but it, it is popular enough that people do go for it. I can't even pronounce it, let alone go for it. <laughs> that that saves me, I think. Um, so I did get my name, and I know Thais got hers, and that was very exciting for her because she's never done that before. Um, it was nice having both accounts, too, because I grabbed the account, and then what I did was I would create a character on her account with my name, delete mine, let her create it, and then I would take the time in the character creation when I was perfect ready for it to go. I'd say, okay, delete yours, and then I'd hit create, and I'd have my name. We did that for both of our characters so we wouldn't lose them. So that was cool. Um, but uh, mostly all I did so far was I went through Cold Harbor on all but my main character. Because um, I'm actually going to sit down, I'm going to listen to everyone talk and everything. Uh, but I did want to get everyone through Cold Harbor into the main city so I could throw everything in, in the shared bank. I have lots of crafting mats ready for me to go. Um, but I'll go over what I kind of made so far. My main, of course, is on the Ebonheart Pact. My blood for the Pact. Mm, Nord Pride. It is a Nord Templar. This is Jellos. Um... I actually think I'm going to focus a lot on this character with two-handed damage. Um, so I'm going to have like momentum. I'm going to have um, a lot of the piercing javelin just because you really can't do away with that. And he, he's and what is the other one in Dawn's Wrath? It's it's focus charge. So focus charge. Do the momentum for the extra damage and just keep them hammered down on this character is what I'm aiming for. And I think my secondary weapon is going to be Resto Staff for full healing. So that'll be fun on a Templar. The other character I made was an Imperial Dragon Knight who is representing the Daggerfall Covenant. Um, definitely going sword and board on this guy. Pretty much the full tank. Albeit, from what I understand, the only way you can go full tank on a Dragon Knight is to do it in light armor, which is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, it has something to do with how the passive and everything work together. There are yeah. other people who can explain it more definitely. 
I, I knew it was something to do also with their, what is that, spiked armor loses its effectiveness when you have yes. too much heavy armor. So right. it's essentially keeping spiked armor up and doing it all in robes. That's going to be kind of interesting to see. So I'm kind of interested with that. And his secondary weapon, of course, is going to be a fire staff because I know a lot of the passives play really well with the with the uh, Dragon Knight passives. Oh, it's awesome. It's great. <laughs> Maverick Hunter in chat. Bosmers collect the most tears for your recovery, but they won't mention I ate. Oh, to cause the. Ooh. You know what? If I recover from all the tears that you guys are collecting, you can be any dirty elf that you want to be. <laughs> Looks like you got a pass there, Maverick. All right. Um, the next character I created was actually a Dunmer sorcerer, because that crystal shard is OP. Gonna go fire staff naturally. And I'm probably going to go Restoration Staff as the offhand with a lot of a lot of uh, group support. I'm thinking about getting a lot of skills from the, from the support line for Alliance versus Alliance because there's a lot of neat things in there, like the Healing Barrier and things of those nature. Um, the last character I created is on the Aldmari Dominion, and it is a Khajiit, so... Um, this is one thing they used to love about my Khajiit, and I actually tweeted a pic of it from the from the beta, and I pretty much made it look identical. It is a white Siberian tiger with a mane, and he looks awesome. But he's of course a night blade, so dual daggers and bow for him all the way. His Khajiit was actually so awesome when he made him in beta that I had to delete my Khajiit three different times to try and make mine as cool as his and it took a long time for me to get it there right well yeah it was like three or four times i think it was kind of crazy all right um otherwise i've really just been running around in cold harbor and gathering up everything i can because last time i checked i did have over 300 lock picks that's how long i spent in cold harbor so, I'm pretty much set for lock picks for the remainder of this game. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. I think uh, <laughs> so far, even with all the chests that I've opened, I've broken three. <laughs> three? That's yes, I've, I've pretty much all ten hours that I've been playing has been in Cold Harbor collecting things and getting lock picks. Alright, well, I think that is going to be the end of our Tales section. And the next section of our show, um, if do you think you're gonna we'll be able to read that here? Well, it probably won't sound as good as it normally would, but I was still going to do my dramatic reading. She is a trooper, even with the flu. All right, well, we're gonna go ahead and we'll let you do that. It's of course her favorite time, and that is the dramatic reading of a book from the Elder Scrolls series. Um, this is probably going to be the last book we do from, from the, from the, uh, other games. Um, going forward, now that the game's live, we're actually going to be pulling books from the game as we find them. So that'll be an interesting, so everything will be more lore friendly. But for this week, we actually chose A Dream of Sovngarde. It's a Nord's premature visit to Sovngarde. Uh, we actually had this for last week, but she was unable to um, be here with us, so I, I didn't read and I moved it to this week. 
So, all right. Let's just uh, give her a warm, warm greeting as she reads A Dream of Sovngarde. The author for A Dream of Sovngarde is Skarden Freewinter. In a few hours, I will likely be dead. My men and I, Nords of Skyrim all, will soon join with the Emperor's legions to attack the Imperial City. The old Mari are entrenched within, and our losses will be severe. It is a desperate gambit, for if we do not reclaim the city, we will lose the war. Last night I prayed to mighty Talos for courage and strength in the battle to come. In these last cold hours before the sun rises, I sit down to write this account of a dream I had not long after. I believe this dream was the answer to my prayers, and I would pass along the wisdom it contained to my kinsmen, for the battle they will fight in the years after my passing. In the dream, I walked through mists towards the sound of laughter, merriment, and the songs of the north. The mists soon cleared, and before me lay a great chasm. Waters thundered over its brim, and so deep it was, I could not see the bottom. A great bridge made all of whalebone, was the only means to cross, and so I took it. It was only a few steps onto the bridge that I encountered a warrior, grim and strong. I am Tassoon, master of trials, he said to me, his voice booming and echoing upon the walls of the high mountains all around us. With a wave, he bade me pass on. I knew in my heart that I was granted passage only because I was a visitor. Should the hour come when I return here after my mortal life, the legends say that I must best this dread warrior in single combat. Beyond the bridge, a great stone longhouse rose up before me, so tall as to nearly touch the clouds. Though it took all my strength, I pushed open the towering oaken door and beheld the torch-lit feast hall. Here were assembled the greatest heroes of the Nords, all drinking mead poured from great kegs and singing battle songs, suckling pigs turned on a long iron spit over a roaring fire. My mouth watered at the smell of roast meat, and my heart was glad to hear the songs of old. Come forth, cried out a hoary man, who sat upon a high wooden chair. This I knew to be Isgrimor, father of Skyrim and the Nords. I approached and knelt before him. You find yourself in Sovngarde, Hall of the Honored Dead. Now, what would you have of me, son of the North? He bellowed. I seek counsel, said I, for tomorrow we fight a desperate battle, and my heart is full of fear. Isgrimor raised his tankard to his lips and drank until the cup was empty. Then he spoke once more. Remember this always, son of the North. A Nord is judged not by the manner in which he lived, but by the manner in which he died. With that, he cast aside his flagon, raised his fist in the air, and roared a great cheer. The other heroes rose to their feet and cheered in answer. The song still rang in my ears when I awoke. I gathered my men and told them of my vision. The words seemed to fill their hearts with courage. The horns are blowing and the banners are raised. The time has come to muster. May Talos grant us victory this day. And if I am found worthy, 
May I once again look upon that great feast hall, scarred in free winter. That was awesome. Even with the flu, that sounded great. I actually I think that was the best reading I've ever done, even though I had the flu. <laughs> I don't know. There's no New York accent in that one, so nope. I don't know. No New York accent at all, huh? Oh, I, she's such a trooper wanting to be here and, and definitely being here for the entire show so far has been great. So I know it was really, really, really bothering her that she was sick today and it was, it was nice that she's able to join us. After the show, I will probably pass out in a corner somewhere in the house shivering to death. So I have that to look forward to. There you go. Ah, well, always looking ahead, I see. That's always nice. All right, we're going to move ahead to the next spot, which is our community spotlight. This week's community spotlight, I decided to highlight, well, Elder Scrolls off the record again because they're actually doing a 48-hour live stream starting Friday the 4th, if I remember correctly. Uh, I hope I get this right because this was they announced it on episode 104, but um, I just hope I get it right. I know they will be counting down to the official release on 4-4 uh, 2014 of The Elder Scrolls Online. And they will be doing the solid 48-hour stream from that point up until, I guess, Sunday night. Um, they are also generously giving away five digital Imperial editions of The Elder Scrolls Online that are indeed still have the pre-order. So, like, if you get these, these may be the only way for you guys to be able to get the pre-order bonuses if you have not got the game so i encourage you to be there during the stream and to uh you know make yourself known follow them so you're eligible to win one of these if you haven't um yeah so let's see here where am i at oh there we go sorry i got lost so if you like watching their live streams definitely stop by their twitch channel it's twitch.tv slash quest gaming network and watch their launch day stream when they will be recording episode 105. And as always, thanks to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for being an amazing part of the Elder Scrolls community. Alright, we have a two, yes, two different emails and quotes from uh, different people across the web about our show. And one of them, surprisingly, was from Reddit. Not saying anything about Reddit, but most people Cough. know it's successful. <laughs> but we did have a user on Reddit when we posted one of our episodes saying, Out of all the ESO podcasts, yours is far and away my favorite. And he, uh, well, I like TesoCast. They're great, too. You should listen to them. Uh, largely because your stances of the issues are always reasonable for what I, I can tell. Unlike some other pod slash vodcast I have tried to listen to. Keep up the good work. I wouldn't mind more condensed episodes, though. Two hours is a bit long, side. Uh, <laughs> and that was from Brandoff on Reddit. Um, yeah, I really, uh, as much as I would like to help you, I, I like long episodes, and... This might actually be one of the shorter episodes. I, I, I think it probably will be, but that's only because I think all of us just want to play the game i know that's for me because i'm not in the game at the moment so maybe i'm rushing a little bit because i'm like oh. nope i'm saying I'm, uh, I'm having a great time right now man the graphics of the game look great i can't believe i'm running around through the game yeah I'm rub it in taking all mm -hmm. the uh taking all the crafting materials with max yep i'm still sitting here staring at a show notes so 
I'm not in the game at the moment, so maybe that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much, especially positive comments from Reddit. I gotta say, from the community, even though the Elder Scrolls Online Reddit, it really is accessible, we've never had really bad comments from Reddit. We've always had a lot of support there, which is very nice. So the people there, at least for us, have given us a lot of support. Um, next off, we ha actually came on our talesoftamriel.com. This is from, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce your name, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong. It's uh, Junal. He follows us on Twitter. I'm sure he does the same thing for you, uh, oh, Junal, Road. Yeah, yeah. Right, Junal. Fan a great guy. Fantastic guy. He f every, every follow Friday, that's a thing on Twitter, apparently, always has our podcast on there. He, he likes to interact with us a lot. He always retweets all of our stuff. Most of, you know, it's a lot of time. He's a really cool guy to interact with on Twitter. But he goes, I came across your podcast on iTunes by chance. I believe you were on episode five at the time. And because it's a new podcast to me, uh, and I didn't know the host, so I started listening from episode one. I just finished now on your last episode, which was episode eight at the time. I do believe you should, uh, there should be one coming out anytime now. And in fact, actually, I saw this like, the day I was uploading episode 9 to uh, the website. So uh, he goes on going, Your podcast is unique. Couple playing Elder Scrolls. That's you, Ace. Um, not me and Krabby. We're, we're not the couple. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought you guys made a great yeah, couple on but, our shows last week. But you two might make a cuter couple. Really <laughs> I have you seen you know you look at me every day and as road said his famous line voice for radio and the face to match mm. amen yeah i don't know do you like short italian meatballs <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're, before this degrades any further a couple playing the elder scrolls and each relating to the game from their uh their own play style plus i do believe that yours is the only audio po elder scrolls podcast out there with a female host um there are actually i think one other one i uh, Skuma Junkies has a female. Uh, Kitty is on there. And there used to be a podcast called Troll Scroll that had Sophie, uh, I wish I could pronounce, uh, Bersia. I'm sorry if I pronounced her name wrong. She used to be on that. I don't think that show's going any longer. So I think there's only two with females. Um, yeah, which is something refreshing from all the dudes out there. And I do love your book read section, New York accent. Little smiley face. So someone likes the New York accent. Alright, comments from the last episode on Lycanthropes. Back when I was playing Skyrim, and after joining the Fighters Guild, um, I found that the initiation ceremony under the Skyforge, and he became interested in, in Lycanthropes in general. Specifically, that I was playing as a Khajiit, cat turned into a dog, didn't make much sense. Uh, I discovered that there are seven known types of lycanthrope in Tamriel. Werewolf, the most common type of the seven, which can be found anywhere on Tamriel. The werebear in Skyrim. And I actually think it's also in um, uh, Solstheim. Because uh, they highlight the werebear a lot in Elder Scrolls III Morrowind. Uh, Wereboar in Hammerfell and Highrock. Were Vulture in Valenwood, Were Crocodile in the Black Marsh and Southern Morrowind, Were Lion in Black Marsh, Cyrodiil, and the wetter parts of Elsewhere, and the Were Shark. This type has not been spotted, but is rumored to be ex in existence. And actually, I do believe they talk about this in um, the first Elder Scrolls novels, the uh, the Infernal City. I think they 
talk about the, uh, different types. Yes, I believe, if I remember correctly, I heard something about them in that. Yeah. Um, he was not sure how a Khajiit can uh, can be recognized as a wear line from a normal Khajiit. Got a, got a good point there. Kind of looked the same. Uh, he goes on to comment on the Black Sacrament. He talked about the body parts needed for the Black Sacrament ritual. He says, I agree with the Jealous that all Tamriel races have some kind of burial rituals to the honor their dead once. I believe the Bosmer would just throw a barbecue party. After all, they are carnivores. <laughs> yeah, and actually with Bosmer, it's kind of neat. Uh, their meat mandate requires that they eat the corpse of anything they slay within three days. So, anything they slay, bring it home to the family. Alright, thank you for keeping me entertained while keeping up to date with ESO. I wish you all the best and look forward to your next episode. Thank you, Janal. That was awesome. And thank you for following us on Twitter. I'm sure Rode would echo that sentiment because I, I see I see you uh, follow Friday him a lot as well. So thank you so much for um, kind of putting our podcast and kind of putting them out there for people. Thank you so much. All right. Least favorite part of the show, but today I think it might be close to my favorite because now I get to play Elder Scrolls Online. It is the final thoughts. Thais, why don't you give us your final thoughts for episode 10 of Tales of Tamriel? Let's see. My final thoughts. I'm actually happy the show ended early so I can play Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Other than that, uh, you know, great show. I'm glad that I was well enough to be able to do the show with you guys because, you know, doing it live and streaming and having so many hosts is it's always a fun experience. So, yeah, I guess I'm just happy I was well enough to be here with you guys. I really am. Well, we're definitely glad that you did get a chance to come here because it's, it's not the same show without you. Sorry, Krabby, but without her, it's, it's mm -hmm. just not the same. <laughs> Well, all right, Krabby, give us your final thoughts for the show. Best episode yet, because I can play while we do the show. <laughs> that was good. I'm I'm really glad the, uh, you know, the game's out so we can actually talk and be hopefully accurate in our facts, you know, now. But uh, no, good show, good stuff. Streaming was fun. Nice, nice. All right. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people in chat going that they like the longer episodes too. So definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I definitely like this one will be a shorter show because it is live and we're trying to, I condensed a lot of the news section down because big news of the week was, hey, the game's launched. So, all right. Next up, Road. Thank you so much for being with us, man. Why don't you give us your final thoughts? Ooh, another node. Ooh, another node. Ooh, another <laughs> node. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Me. Here. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I uh, really appreciate you guys having me on the show. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad the game's finally here. I've been talking about this game for a little over a year now. It's, it's finally here. Oh, God. I mean, Telus. Oh, wait. Telus isn't around yet. Kine. Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> oh kind kind yes definitely definitely that's awesome um yeah i want to thank all my co-hosts for joining me this evening 
Um, this was definitely a fun show. I like the chat room. It was it was definitely nice. I like everyone that showed up. Um, thank you for everyone who showed up because I was surprised we got as many people as we did, especially for our first show and on launch day as well. I mean, a lot of people would rather just be playing the game than watching us play the game. But uh, Not everyone's playing the game yet. Some of them still have to wait two more days. That's true. That is true. And some even longer than that if they're waiting for the PS4 Xbox One release. But it, it, <laughs> I'm sorry to you guys. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad you guys um, are here to uh, experience this with us. It was it was great. All right. Um, before I go through my last final bit, um, I'm going to go around um, to each person here. We'll start with Krabby. Uh, if you want to say where you were found, if you want to give out your in-game character, you don't have to, but I know I'm going to, so people can find you and friend you if you want. You can. Uh, Krabby, go ahead and tell us where they can find you, buddy. Oh, um, yeah, no, if you want to friend me in-game, it's um, at Krabby, C-R-A-B-B-Y, 654. That's the exact same thing as my Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, that, or in-game, same thing. Go right ahead. I play on Old Married Dominion, so, you know, I'm always down for doing whatever. Just hit me up. Excellent. All right, let's go with our guest. Road, tell us, do everything, your spiel, promote your show, everything you can do, your network. Go for it, buddy. All right. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me at twonkhammer.com. Send all of your emails to road at twonkhammer.com or catch me on the Twitter at that road guy. And of course, if you'd like to catch me in game, you can uh, send me a friend request at road. That's right. I got my account name. That's all that matters in life, really. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Thais, um, you want to tell anyone anything? Well, I definitely want to say thank you to all the people in the chat room. You know, all the support is fantastic. You know, especially Maverick. He's been cracking me up this whole time. <laughs> and I'm not going to give out how to reach me just yet because I'm going to be changing my, you know, at account name. So when I officially change it, then I will definitely give it out to people so they can add me. Yeah, that was one of the things I know when we first started. I had a friend who came and put her real name in her thing and she didn't want that and i'm like you do realize people can see this right i i don't like the uh account handle thing either but um yeah i love it it's so convenient having one name instead of having to worry about tons of people's different usernames it's nice to a point but i wish they would have said something about it first and i like i don't like how the guild thing is now where it's only the account name i like how Guild Wars 2 did, which showed the character name you were on, and then the account name after it. Just You don't have to keep track of everyone's alts, but uh, the whole... Especially if, like, Road's easy to remember, because, I mean, there you go. We all know Road. But if you had a weird one, like some people who just, I don't know, use the same one that they always use, you may not may, might not know. I know my, one of my buddies uses one that's, like... Uh, WRF1212 like if you don't remember who that is like that's his account for everything he uses that everywhere but uh, if you if you don't remember it you're not gonna know who it is so and, and it's not distinctive enough to really keep up with it all right my turn I guess all right um, thank you everyone for listening to the podcast 
If you wish to help support the podcast, feel free to donate via the PayPal link on the website. If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticisms, our website for the show is talesoftamriel.com. Or you can just email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. That can go to any one of the hosts. I will make sure it gets there to them. It's it's like our public mailbox. All right. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel. Um, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Um, as for myself, you can follow me on Twitter you can do it at Tales of Tamriel, because um, that's the one I, I normally tweet out of. I have a personal one. It is at Agelos underscore W-O-F. Um, I don't tweet from that one too often, but that's my personal one. You can find me in-game at, get ready for it, most unique, at Agelos. Yeah, that's my name, and that's my character name. So, really unique, hard to figure out who I am. Um... Thank you so much for listening to us, and we really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. Have a good evening, everybody.